Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, I sit down with Maria Ramanava. She's the founder of No Makeup Marketing. She shares with us that at the beginning of her pricing journey, it took over a hundred clients before she realized she wasn't making any money. Can you imagine what a shock that must have been? She tells us her story, how she came to this conclusion, what she did about it, and how she's turned her business around through better pricing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine Liston, your hostess. We're so excited to have you here with us today. This show is all about helping you do better at pricing in your business so you can build a more sustainably profitable business and be there to serve your clients well into the future. Welcome, everyone. And of course, welcome to today's guest, Maria Ramanava. Hello, Maria. Hi. Maria is the founder of No Makeup Marketing, and she's going to tell us a bit more about that later on, but why don't we kick this off with a few rapid fire questions. So the first question I always ask is, where are you joining us from today, Maria? I am based near Geneva, so just close to Geneva Airport, but originally I'm from Belarus. Oh, okay. Excellent. So welcome to you and to all of our listeners and watchers today. Next question, what would you call or what do other people tell you is your superpower? Okay, I'm an action taker. (laughs) If I have an idea, I will make it real really quickly. (laughs) It has some drawbacks as well. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, you action woman, (laughs) da-da-da-da. Yeah, well... (laughs) Okay, maybe that's not the best name ever. <laughs> yeah, think about that. <laughs> very good. Okay, so that's very important. A lot of people can get stuck kind of designing things in the background and not get to the action parts. So that's a very important skill to have. And I'm sure your clients appreciate that very much. Yeah, yeah. I try to practice it with my clients so my family can have a break. <laughs> Energy. It's funny you should say that. I was the last two weeks I was in the States and one of the things we were doing is helping my parents pack up parts of the house in anticipation of move. And my mom was like, wow, you're such a slave driver. It's all about the action when I was over there as well. So So next question, what's one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Oh, okay. I actually have a quiet, impressive singing voice. And usually people are quite shocked when they hear me singing for the first time because it's different from how I talk. Yeah, but I don't really use it in my business. 
so maybe I could. <laughs> maybe you could. It, do you sing a certain style of music or? No, just I used to sing in a choir. Actually, also now I sing in a smaller choir. And okay. when I was a teenager, I sang in bands. And actually, I want to start a band when I'm like 50 something. Keep it for later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm so envious. I've always wanted to be one of those people who can sing and really belt it out. When I watch videos of like America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent <laughs> or The Voice or whatever, it always makes the hair on my arms go. There's something about it that really resonates with me. So oh, cool. maybe we get to hear you sing sometime, but I won't ask you today. <laughs> no, no, please. It would be too much for me. Okay. I have a question for you. So tell people a little bit about what you do and ultimately what's the value that you bring to your clients? Yeah. So I'm a brand photographer and brand specialist and marketing strategist. Yeah. So basically I help people to take the idea yeah, and take some serious action. I help people to build a brand full of personality. Yes, I work with small businesses and I own work exclusively with female entrepreneurs. And then I help them to get confidence and kind of push it's to the big world, yeah, like with some mm -hmm. simple marketing strategies. So I'm not like a business coach, but yeah, this is what I do. And uh, the value is, so I, I see my main, uh, main thing I do for my clients is really giving them confidence. It's going to work and they actually have everything they need. Yeah. Like just really this inner trust, which I think it's super important. Yeah. And what is having that bring them in the end? What do you mean? <laughs> so, okay. So they have confidence. What does that bring them in terms of results in the end? Uh, as a result, they can establish themselves in their niche as someone really unique and interesting and that they can stand out easily. It's about standing out and, and being visible. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Well, we'll learn more about that. I'm sure as we go through your journey right now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to turn towards that journey and have you talk a bit about where you started and when you first had to price something, what was that like? Oh, well, it was quite uh, terrible. Yeah. I jumped into business as a family photographer, like made it really serious because I used to have some kind of photography business before that but it was just additional to my academic career and at some point when I got kids and it all started being quite chaotic I was not happy with the lifestyle I had I decided to create this my first serious business family mm -hmm. photography business and I just maybe because of this my impatience <laughs> I basically rushed into business without knowing nothing about business, pricing, business strategy, marketing, like nothing. Yeah, but, but I created it really quickly and um, I priced it. I don't even know where I took the price, like out of the blue. Because at the moment when I set my first price, I don't know, maybe 150 or something, I had no idea how many clients I will book, how many time it will take. I had no idea about taxes and investment and even taxes. Like, so totally blank. This is how I took my first price. It was just like, why not charge this? I was super comfortable with the price. Yeah, so price mm -hmm. was not scary for me. It was mm -hmm. just like, mm -hmm. yeah, 150, nice, <laughs> nice number. 
<laughs> as you said, we didn't really know if that price, what it would take at that price to be profitable. If that was, you knew it was, you probably knew on some level, it was a good price from the customer's perspective, but you didn't necessarily know if it was a good price for you and the business, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was very silly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember that you told me that even at that point in time, very early on, you started a special promotion. Yeah. Yeah. It was like everything, like some things I've heard. You offer promotions, you offer this, you offer that. Yeah. So I also included the family album into this. Let me just clarify for everyone. That's 150 for the family shoot, not 150 per hour. Right? No, no, it was for everything. Yes, for everything. it was <laughs> going to people's houses, also getting ready, having calls, getting to people's houses, taking photos for several hours, then spending, usually I need about twice, two or three times more. Yeah, like for example, for one hour photo shoot, I need three hours to mm-hmm. get through the photos and get them ready mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. Right. And uh, yeah, then it was making these albums, uh, ordering them, then packing them, bringing to the post office. <laughs> no, it was terrible. I mean, it was really, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was really scary. Yeah. yeah, when you were first telling me about this, I remember thinking, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, no, it was well. I don't know what I was making per hour, maybe like two euros, <laughs> maybe one. I yeah, I mean, by the time you get down to it, there wasn't, there really wasn't much left no, no, there. No. And you, you said you got to a certain point and, and you realized that you weren't turning a profit. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I guess so I started very quickly and I was a good photographer. My photographs were really good. I got so many clients. I even had this feeling of momentum, success, that I'm like coming out of nowhere and I'm fully booked. I was booked like crazy. I worked all the time. I worked with more than 100 families in my first year because I was so busy just with client work. I never had time to actually do anything, <laughs> looking what, what's going on. I didn't even track my expenses so well. It was the first year. I invested quite a lot. And then I was just working and working and working and working. And then I think it was Christmas <laughs> break. <laughs> I decided to just see what's going on. And then I was shocked, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, because I, I didn't make any profit. I was actually in minus. So I spent more money during my first year. I mean, as and, and I know we titled this episode, at least for the live version, after a hundred clients, I realized I wasn't profitable. And most people would be super excited to have a hundred clients. And I'm sure that you were as well, but it must've been yeah. quite a shock. Yeah. Yes. This is how I learned that um, when people come to me and they tell me, I just want more clients. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't want more clients. <laughs> Ding, ding. That is going to definitely be a quote from here. I know you heard that here, ladies and gentlemen. I just want more clients. Well, maybe. Uh, Yeah, because of course, yeah, we want more clients who value what we do, who easy to work with, and who are ready to pay our prizes. Let me interject here, because one of the things you said to me is that at that point in time, you felt burnt out. You felt like you were dealing with a lot of very difficult clients. And you yeah. felt a bit hurt as well. 
Yeah, I mean, so I had two really small kids at the moment. Yes, I was working weekends. So I was having photo sessions weekends. And then I was doing all other things at night. Yeah, because I was still staying at home mom with two small children. Right. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> burnout is like, it's maybe not so bad even in, in this situation. Yes, it, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't get sick or something. Yeah. Right. It was also interesting because I had no business experience mm-hmm. at that moment. I actually really had clients who would tell me that it's still expensive, yeah, that they want a discount even more, or they would tell me how I should do what I do. Like, because I had a particular style and also considered myself being an artist and actually you don't mess with this. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm very, I get aggressive when people yeah. try me to to tell me how to do my artistic things. I can, I'm flexible in other areas, but actually, yes, there were people who were telling me that uh, they don't want to see. So they actually wanted to hire me and then kind of give me ex- instructions how I should do my work. And because I had no experience, I even thought it's just like it is. I had a feeling that, oh, this is how how it is to be a business owner. And it was a sad thing. Yeah, of course, because I was losing my confidence um, also as an artist. Because some people, they wanted discounts. They were telling me my photos are not good enough. Because this is what some people do. Yeah, they try to make you uncertain to get uh, some advantages. And yeah, I mean, it was all not so fun (laughs) and lots of work. I think that's a very good point, Maria. Having the wrong prices can also then have an impact on your confidence, not just further in your business and the value you deliver, but in how you're doing what you're professional in. And so it has many impacts on a business. So what did you do? I really like being a photographer. So if it would be something else, if it would be not about photography, I think I would quit. Yeah. But because I really like photography, I actually had a feeling I cannot quit yeah, because I really wanted to work with people and to be a photographer in order not to get like crazy upset and depressive and actually to motivate myself to do something. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, so you didn't make profit. It's not the end of the world, but you now have all these people who worked with you, who likes you. So I thought that I actually created a client base because right. by that point, I already knew. I started reading some marketing books and business books <laughs> while doing all these things. Yeah. Yeah? So I thought, oh, this is my client base. Not so bad because it was, I, I think I had an email list like with almost 500 people by that. So I actually... I thought, okay, I have a huge portfolio. I have hundreds of happy clients and a few like bad people I will never contact again. <laughs> and I have an email list. And I also felt kind of a little bit that people know who I am. Yeah, so I felt right. that I'm kind of, yeah, because I worked with so many people. Yeah, so I got really big exposure. I thought, okay, I will raise my prices. Again, raise them without nothing, <laughs> I doubled them. I raised them 300. And it was scary. I could not sleep. I am doubling my prices. I got insomnia. It was really hard. I felt physically sick, really. Mm-hmm. Then I told everyone and started contacting my past clients. 
there were people who came back to me happily without even a blink. But I think about 80% of people never, never came back to me. So basically this illusion of uh, creating client base. So yeah, I, I did, I, I could not, I could not live with this nice thought for long because I actually saw that, okay, people just go away. Yeah. So they are not coming back. Right. Yeah. But second year, I made some profit, like not super impressive, but even... <laughs> well, but you got out of the red, first of all, and you were yeah. doing it with fewer clients, I guess. Yeah, so I had fewer clients. I, I was not so happy because I just really saw that the work I did the previous year was in vain. I didn't build any client base. Yeah, I did not. Right. Yeah, so so I just overworked for nothing. <laughs> this is what I found. Yeah, and, uh, but, but at least I kind of, yeah, I mean, I learned many things <laughs> from yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what did you do differently when it came to no makeup marketing? Because that's not your, your photography business. That's a different business altogether. Right. So did you, were you able to take some of those learnings from what you did very early in the photography business and apply that here and what, what worked for you? Yeah. So, yeah. So actually this no makeup marketing is a development of photography because I'm still doing photography in this, like photography for marketing. And yeah, so uh, yeah, of course I just, uh, because I actually grew my family business to really profitable point, like mm -hmm. family photography business by like doing the right things, like actually sitting down and uh, putting numbers together. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, it took me more than two years to actually sit down and calculate. I don't know why I didn't start it with a calculator in the first place. I think, I think it's yeah. important to, to share with people. I don't know what it was like for you, but when I started my business and I sat down and did the first set of numbers, I kind of went like this. Oh boy. Oh no, no. I mean, when <laughs> I, it's not always a happy thing to be looking at, no, but no, it's, it's a very important thing because then one, what you need to do in order you know, the things that you need to be doing in order to get where you want to go. And two, you might be able to adjust things so that it's not so difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is what uh, happened to me. Exactly. Actually, it happened to everyone I know. Almost, yeah. When I raised my price to like 300, I had not enough clients and the profit was there, some profit, but it was not a business. It was just like, yeah, it was really ridiculous. And then, of course, I got this feeling of not being satisfied and actually had time yeah, because I had less clients. And then I made this calculation. Then I saw the numbers and they were kind of 10 times as much as I was charging at the beginning. It was not a shock. It was just like, what? <laughs> and no, then you really felt sick, right? I, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, of course, I was like, no, no, it's this is wrong. This is wrong. This is cannot be true. Then I started, because first I did this calculation with just what I really need to pay for rent, for food, for kids, and to go on vacation. But then I started like, this. oh, no, this cannot be true. Then I was like, oh, maybe I don't need so much money. And then I even started looking for like minimal wage in Switzerland. I was just like, oh, maybe I should just start. And I always had this feeling, oh, I should just start with like something smaller. What is the minimal wage? What are, what are people in Switzerland? <laughs> and really, and I mean, I was a business owner, yeah, like yeah. looking for minimal wage. And then I also saw that there is, 
I cannot even get this minimal wage if I not raise my prices. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a completely shocking experience. And few of my friends, we always tell that actually you need like a therapist. You need, you, you need some uh, psychological <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you're just like, no, 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 don't, don't show me this number. I don't want to know. I don't want to know it. A good business owner understands those numbers. They may not know all the calculations and everything, but they have some understanding of those numbers because you will almost never achieve your business goals if you don't understand those numbers, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, you will not achieve nothing. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you will not achieve impact that you would like. Yes. Yeah, so, you will not establish yourself as a person you would like to be established. Yeah. You will have no impact with your clients because they will be wrong clients. Yeah. Who don't listen to you, don't do what you tell them, and actually also don't value. Yeah, because I mean, we don't want to work with people who come to us just like, why not? Yeah, like, why not do this? Yeah, so I mean, we want to work with people who really understand why we're doing this business and they're really excited to work with us. Yeah, and I mean, and there is some, it should be adequate with your pricing. Yeah, so I mean, otherwise, it's like, it's a huge disconnection. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm a big believer in actually doing this math. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you look back on this whole experience, and I mean, right, so you have raised your prices significantly. I raised them 10 times, yes, so, but it took me several years. And, right. and, and also, like, when I was doing this, because I was doing this really slowly, <laughs> I, every time I had a feeling I'm losing clients. So I really had this feeling that these are people I work now. And, like, as a photographer, yeah, and, and even now, yes, yeah, so actually there are many returning clients and this is also part of my business model yes that people keep coming to me then I was raising them slowly and I was losing people and losing people and losing people now I think that I should not have been doing this for so many years because sometimes it felt like starting new business yeah like mm. because well I, I still actually still have people who work with me even now like all this yeah. yeah. they, they looked all this circus like Oh dear, she's right. She's raising her prizes again. <laughs> no, no, it was really terrible, right? What's one thing that you would have done differently if you knew what you knew now back then? Well, at least I would really take instead of telling to yourself, "Oh no, this is not true," or like, "What is the minimal wage?" <laughs> I would, I would really kind of accept that this is should be done. Yes, yeah, so I just have to do it if I want this business. I have to do it. So, because for me, this decision was missing. Always was kind of, oh, maybe I will figure it out some some other way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it took me actually years of, because at the end, it's just a decision. Like how you raise your price, yeah, you raise your price. Yeah, so that's it. But I think that you really might need some time to kind of get used to this number. So I would... What I do now, yeah, if I know that I should raise my price somewhere, you know, I just I just add it to my information, kind of this future price or like worth this. So kind of that I see the number often enough. My clients see the number. Yeah, so basically kind of just to feel where you're going. Yeah, so where, what is your kind of finishing point? Yeah, because... Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, I mean, and 
some people they raise prices and they lower them. (laughs) Here's the thing. If you think you need to raise your prices, you can spend the next three to five to six months or years hemming and hawing about it and stressing about it and worrying about it. Or you can do it, see what happens. And if it doesn't go as planned, adjust, right? Yeah, yeah. No, of course, because I mean, there are many different, again, like packaging and upsells and So, I mean, there are different ways to make it comfortable for everyone, like subscriptions, like, yeah, but I got to know all these things, actually. (laughs) I'd like to start wrapping this up. And usually I would ask you what's one thing you want people to remember, but I'm going to do this differently because there's something I think it's really important that you brought up during a previous conversation we had that I thought was really something that we should discuss. And what you said is that you now know that your pricing will change over time. Yeah. 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 This is also very freeing thought. Yeah. That actually, that even if now you don't sleep, freak out and really get sick it's not something you just decide once and for all and if you get it wrong it's ruined it's just like yeah so I really try to think about because we change yeah we like business owner we change and we get more expertise we get better in um, some things or we might want to try something new like profile of our deal clients change. So it's like a living process. Yes. So, and I think this is the beauty of having your business because you can actually adjust what you do to who you are and wh- where you want to be. And this is why, yeah, I really believe that you should not be panicking about price so much. Just make sure it's profitable, but then it's just still going to change. Yeah. In the future, mm-hmm. it's not forever. Yeah. And actually sometimes you look back at your price that you were terrified and now you think hmm <laughs> just <laughs> Maybe I have to raise it again <laughs> true and i think i wanted to bring it up because i think it's so important for people at all stages of business whether you're just starting or you've been in business for 10 or more years or whatever it is that you're to accept the fact that your prices are going to change because if you can accept that that needs to happen from time to time, then it doesn't feel so scary when you realize that you need to do it. Yeah. 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 And I also think that you can actually also get your clients ready for this. Yeah. And I mean, at the end, I mean, we live in this economy with a huge inflation. So, I mean, everything just gets expensive. I mean, you cannot not react to this. Yeah. 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 And it's funny you mentioned that because I was on the phone with my dad the other night and he goes, you know what I noticed the other day that all the packaging is getting smaller. Said, That's a price increase, dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we've all seen it. I mean, I've, it's been happening here in Switzerland well before the pandemic, a couple of the grocery stores who shall remain nameless were already playing that game in some areas, especially swapping out bio for normal when mm-hmm. the package gets smaller and the price stays the same and the package gets smaller and the price still stays the same. So they've been playing that game for a while, but that is one way. Yeah. As a consumer, yeah. we may not like it, but that is one way to go about increasing prices as well. And there are many ways to do that. Actually, I have a web class coming up, not in July, but I think in August or September, which is about, is it time to change my prices and how? So keep an eye out for that one, people, because we get into why to do it and some of the how about doing it as well. 
Cool. So thank you, Maria, for sharing that. I, this is a very open and honest conversation. <laughs> and I know the listeners love that when my guests share their dirty laundry a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. no, but the pricing journeys, because we can all learn from that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm even being a pricing expert. I've made my own mistakes along the way myself, but that's, that's how we learn and grow. And hopefully by sharing some of the people out there who are listening can uh, get there a little bit quicker or do it with a little less pain than yeah. some of the rest of us have done before that. Okay, a couple of other wrap-up questions. So what is the best business advice that you've been given that you'd like to share with us today? Well, actually, it was about pricing, yeah, that a higher price will never break anything. Yeah, like this is really what one of my business coaches just told me, that you can. there are many ways to ruin your business, but this is not the higher price. <laughs> and I think, because, I mean, it was given to me in this point, when I was really kind of painfully reacting to everything around my pricing. And I think it really made me feel so much better. Yeah. Right, right. And I think it should go with this caveat. Of course, if you're already overpriced and you raise your price higher, it's going to make your life difficult. So it has to be taken in context. And at the time, you were seriously underpriced and they were just trying to get you to make a move, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, in my context, I think this was one of the things that really made the shift because for my business, really pricing was the main issue. Yeah, because I was good with marketing. I had strong message. I had my photography style. I just really was not making profit and overworking. Yeah, like not making it comfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people that pricing is an act of self-care and they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> No, it really was, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the people, yeah, like, really just how the quality of clients improves when you charge adequate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it should not necessarily be, like, super high, but it should really mm, mm, communicate the value of what you do. Yes. Because, and when you get it right, yeah, then suddenly there are such lovely people and they're just so happy to pay this price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really it's really worth it's right. worth having few sleepless nights to get <laughs> to this at some to point. There. Yeah. yeah. So, is there a favorite book or a podcast that you'd like to share with the group today? Well, actually, now I'm reading Atomic Habits. Yeah, so it's uh, like really just it just comes to my mind. Yeah, because I'm a huge mm -hmm. believer in small shifts and also creating some kind of routine. Well. I have three kids, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I just cannot not, <laughs> not do this. Yeah, so, but I really think that instead of thinking that you have to change everything, you have to just wake up and start, to, and it's all like the mess. And I really believe in just small shifts. Yeah, like okay. right. just small extra moves and that it keeps us, um, just keeps the balance and actually you get better results in the long run. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have it. I can really habits. It's on. So I, I have this bookshelf here and I yeah. pretty much read all of those, but I have another bookshelf in the other room and Atomic has it's my to read shelf in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. may have even taken it when I was away the last two weeks, but I didn't get started on it because I started something else. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So we'll put that in the show notes with a link for everyone in case you want to check that book out as well. So Maria, one last question. How can people reach you if they'd like to find out more about what you do and how you work with people? 
Yeah, so I have a, a Facebook group for female entrepreneurs, which is called No Makeup Marketing. It actually has nothing to do with makeup. <laughs> so it has more to do with this authentic, just that marketing should be natural part of our business and not like an extra work. Yeah, And you don't have to get like super ready like or <laughs> to do it. Yeah, so just that you actually have everything you need. Yeah, so because some people say, tell me, oh, I love your group, but I use makeup. I'm just like, no. <laughs> No, I think I think it's clear. So if you head on over to Facebook and check out the group at No Makeup Marketing, you can also find her. We'll put other links for you to reach out to Maria in the show notes. So you'll have that information there. But this is one place that you can go and check that out. So Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. That was a wonderful episode. I'm sure that our viewers and later on when we release it as a podcast episode, our listeners will enjoy it very much. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So everyone, this is the end of our episode today. Don't let yourself get to 100 customers and realize that you're not profitable. Listen to what Maria said. Reach out for help. You can always book a call with me at thepricinglady.com backslash book a call. And you can reach out there and we'll be able to have a chat about what's going on in your business and see how I might be able to help you get over your pricing hurdles. That's all for this episode. I wish you all the best, everyone. Until next time, enjoy pricing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.